0: Hi everyone. I hope this meets you well. You are listening to the That Christian Next Door podcast. We thank God for you, your life, and the wonderful plans he has for us. For the last few months or so, our output has consisted of bonus episodes following season one of our podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you. We will be making a transition to our series on templates very soon. And this series will be a short five episode series looking at God's templates. For our lives and how individually we can fit into those templates. Once this is done we will begin season 2 in earnest. I hope you will stay with us for this journey. God bless you as you do. So uh, today we're just going to talk uh, about a, a topic that was placed in my heart. Um, it's this idea that we are placed in the world and we are where we're supposed to be you know we know that god created man and placed him in the garden the garden is earth and that's where we've remained ever since and so sometimes we can be where we're supposed to be but not who we're supposed to be and the bible talks about how the gift of a man will make room for the man and the fact of it is that god has given us gifts and god has given us favor and his grace but even uh, before the gift and, and and before our creation he made a place for us so the place for us sometimes not even sometimes oftentimes um, exists before we show up Uh, the place for us has been fully furnished and you know made ready for us we see a good example uh, with jesus you know promising i go to uh, my father i go to heaven to prepare a place for you. So God will often, not often, He will always prepare the place um, for you and then bring you into it. We talk about in Psalms 23, He leads us in the path of righteousness. So when He leads, that means He's ahead. So we're following Him. So God will always lead ahead. Now you can look at the example of Abraham and you know I think in, in verse 11, I can write a chapter 11 of Genesis where it talks about how um, God told Abraham to follow him to a place that he would show him or to to go to a place that he would show him. We also see something similar when Abraham was uh, told to give his son Isaac to God and he was told to go to a place that he would show. But the fact of it is that that place existed before ever the idea or the impetus to go was given to Abraham so anytime that God calls us to do anything with our lives the place that he wants us to be the place where he wants us to reside um, that environment already exists now sometimes that environment requires work from us and sometimes that environment is already fully worked on maybe by God himself or maybe by somebody who he has sent to pave the way A good example of um, somebody who God sends to pave the way is John the Baptist. So John the Baptist came to prepare the way for our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's often something that can happen whereby we go to a place where it's it's been prepared. And it's really just for us to be who God wants us to be. Another example is um, when you see in the Bible a clear handover from one prophet to another. So Elijah handing over to Elisha. Um, So that's a great example of the way being made straight for the person coming behind. Um, But then sometimes God sends us to a place and it's our job to do the work in that place. But nonetheless, it doesn't take away from the fact that God has made the place ready. A good example of this is the Apostle Paul So he went into places that the church had, you know, probably never been to or rarely stepped into the outer reaches of Asia. He was the one in a way who was the forerunner uh, to the place that God wanted him to be. So what I'm trying to establish here is this idea of there's a place that God wants us to be. And oftentimes before we manifest in that place, before we arrive in that place. God has made that place ready. That place exists. Sometimes he can get somebody to go ahead of us and prepare the way, and sometimes we're the ones who are to go and prepare the way. And then you have that wonderful scripture Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And the fact of it is then other people actually got to benefit from the increase. Other people who went on missionary journeys after Paul, they got to build on top of what Paul had done through the help of the Lord so sometimes sometimes we can be where God wants us to be and we can be in that place where God has made room for us he has given us gifts and those gifts showcase themselves and it makes room for us we can be where God wants us to be we can be where he has made room for us but we may not be who he wants us to be And that's a shame. Um, It is a shame, but it's not a loss. Um, And we always have the option and the choice, and we have to motivate ourselves to say, you know what, I'm going to be different. I'm going to do better. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to um, come out of my comfort zone. I'm going to push myself. I'm going to take personal responsibility for my Christianity. I'm not going to be just led. I'm not just going to follow and what other people are doing. I'm going to take the bull by the horns. God has not given me a spirit of fear. God has given me a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. So I'm just going to go, and I'm going to trust, and I'm going to just follow His voice. We talk about faith comes by hearing. So our ears are very important. So actually what you find is that when you're following God, you're doing an awful lot of hearing. Not so much talking, just hearing. Now, sometimes you might have to affirm yourself with the word and, 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 you know, encourage yourself, which is fine. But you're listening. You're listening. Okay, hold up. What is God saying? I need to drown out the noise. Um, There's a party going on. Someone's celebrating a birthday. But I I really need to be sure what God is saying. So I I have a feeling if I go to this party, a lot of things are going to be said. And someone is going to say this is what i'm doing and someone else is going to say this is what i'm doing and you know what i i don't want to be influenced in any way so i don't think actually that i'll go to this party i'll just send my best wishes um on, online or through a message or something like that and i i want to protect my ears because i want to hear and i think that's a, a wonderful a, a wonderful kind of way to Take responsibility for our relationship with God. And oftentimes we talk about in our relationships with each other the importance of being intentional. And I think that there is a place for being intentional in our relationship with God. I spoke about uh, in one of the, the posts online on our website this idea of communication, not just being prayer it's also listening it's also praising it's also worshiping it's also you know sharing a proposal with God it's about talking about your fears and your your realities and your hopes and your dreams and and just reminding him of his and remembering his goodness and and all these different things and and communication with God is not just prayer it's so much more and so we need to as christians when god has a plan for us he has a place he wants us to be he has a place he wants us to go we need to keep our ears open and we need to safeguard our ears and we need to be intentional about all that and that means sometimes making the hard choices to forsake you know certain gatherings to to turn your back on certain environmental conditions to say you know what i want to just stay at home today or to say you know what i have to be in church today i have to be filled i need to be refilled i need to know what god wants to do i need to be where he's doing it those little decisions those little decisions are very very important so to go back to what we're talking about Sometimes we can be where God wants us to be and we can be where He has made room for us through our gifts that He gave us but we may not be who He wants us to be and that's a sad way to have things but it doesn't have to be the end of the story There are some people that God has blessed to have parents who are Christians and parents who try to kind of train them and bring them up in the way of the Lord, and then there are some people who don't have that. There are some people who went to church all their lives, and then there are some people who only went to church at Christmas time or at Easter. And then there are some people who never went to church. And what you find is that those with some sort of family history of Christianity, they are so blessed, you can't waste that. But if, if it so happens that you have wasted it, it's not the end. So just because you're not who God wants you to be doesn't mean you can't become who God wants you to be. It doesn't mean that you can't change your mind and say, you know what, Lord, I surrender all to you and I'm going to come back to you. So just because our situation is what it is today doesn't mean that's what it's going to be for the rest of our lives. We have to make a choice. You know, God is a God of of movements it doesn't just stay static and so we also can stay static whether because of fear because of inertia or because of laziness or because of just not being sure who we are and what we what is expected of us we we just cannot risk to be static we need to move we need to make a move we need to see well what is god doing and i'm gonna do that and the funny thing is even resting, even doing nothing, is movement, because it's it's movement towards God's idea. If God is saying to you, well, look, hold on, I want you to rest. I want you to just rest. And if you decide, okay, you know what, yes, I'm going to rest, and that's movement, aligning yourself towards what God wants for you. So... If you're not who God wants you to be, that's not the end. There is still hope. And we have many examples in the Bible of people who were where God put them, but they, they were not who God wanted them to be. A good example is the first king of Israel, Saul. And we see with him, he was a king and there was high expectations on him this is who God wanted him to be. Um, this is what the children of Israel requested. We want a king. We want someone to, you know, be something for us. We want to be like other nations who had representatives and all that kind of stuff. You know, having a king means you know where we can be recognized as a state. You know, it was a more normal way of, of, day-to-day life. They wanted the king, and so God gave them a king. But then we see in 1 Samuel 15, verse 11, that it didn't turn out the way that they had hoped. And we see God say and God describe his regret in 1 Samuel 15, 11. And God says here very clearly, and I'll just open it up, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And then he goes on to explain how Samuel the prophet heard this and he cried out to the Lord all night. It can be really sad um, when we are where God wants us to be, but we are not who he wants us to be. And I think a point should come as Christians where it breaks our hearts to hurt God. It breaks our hearts to get him to the point where he regrets things because, and, and you, I guess we need to kind of look at the, we need to look at the magnitude of things that we're talking about. God is not a God who does things um, out of oh I need to do it now. You know God does things planned. God does things you know well ahead of time. He knows the future. He knows the past. He knows the present. He's omniscient, right? He's omnipresent. So God is not, is not in haste. Right, He's measured, he works according to an order, um, he doesn't get surprised, right? So when you get him to a point where he's like, I regret doing this. Now, it, when we read this in in 1 Samuel 15, 11, God is saying, I regret that I have set up Saul as king. Now, that doesn't mean that he didn't know that this would happen, but... I think it's it's just a kind of reaction where it's like I knew this would happen (laughs) why did I do it but not so much why did I do it more so I knew this would happen but I'm bound by who I am that my people asked for something and I listened but as Christians when we take personal responsibility for our Christianity and for our relationship with God and when we're being intentional about our relationship with God it should break our heart that we hurt God it should and that's what we see with Samuel it grieved him and he cried unto the Lord all night sometimes you can be where God wants you to be where he has made room for you but not be who he wants you to be another example we can find of this sort of thing is in Genesis, in the early days Um, when I say days, I I don't mean days but in in the early period Um, we see it in verse 5 and verse 6 of Genesis chapter 6 it says then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart So again, this is not so much a surprise, it was just more so... I think think there's a part of God where he has created us and he has made a place for us to be and there's a desire for us to be a particular thing. And he's in heaven where he is and he's in the earth as well, in the hearts, uh, in the minds and bodies of, of his children. And he's hoping for the best. Because when you read this, it, it's not that he's helpless. It's not that he can't destroy the earth, which in this case he actually did. Um, for the wickedness that, that was being purported, that was being done. But it's more so is like, I knew this would happen. He knew it. He knows the future. And I think that there are things that happen in our lives. And God is thinking to himself, I knew this would happen. And he's like, should I have done this? And the fact of it is, he can have that reaction despite knowing that you might change in the future. And I think that might be actually a little hard for people to grasp because, uh, you know, for instance, when you know a movie and how it ends, you know, and something happens, you're not kind of surprised, right? You kind of know, okay, well, yeah. That person died but actually they didn't really die didn't they right but then there's also sometimes when you actually watch a movie even though you kind of know what happens in the end you're still kind of moved and i think that's something similar to what god experiences where he knows how it ends but it's like hmm. And again, it goes to show, and this is how I feel. And this is how I thank God, at least for me personally, this is how I see things. That it's very important that we don't get to a stage where God is hurt by our actions. We should be driven to please him and to bless him as opposed to hurt him and to make him regret things. Now that's, I think, Christianity. We should be driven to serve and be driven to please him. So much of Christianity is geared towards our favor. So what can we do for him? What can we do to bless him? I think that's that's where a Christian who is kind of going towards being who God wants them to be, I think those are the kind of thoughts that such a person would have. What can I do to please you? Oh, I know you like this, I'll do this. A good example of Solomon when he gave that amazing offering, the 1,000 offerings that he gave. Another example is Abel with a sacrifice in, in the early part of Genesis. You know, that moved God. And it's like, Lord, what can I do? And that should be, as Christians, our daily kind of thoughts: What can I do to please you? Another example of uh, somebody who was where God wanted him to be but not doing what God wanted him to do or rather not being who God wanted him to be was the apostle Paul who at the time was known as Saul and on the way to Damascus we see we see a picture of who Saul was supposed to be he was supposed to be somebody who was going to the the far reaches of the Jewish Empire, the far reaches of the Roman Empire, the far reaches of the Greek Empire and in this case he was going to Damascus and rather than going to preach the gospel and rather than going to reach souls and to touch souls and to heal hearts, he was going to persecute Christians and if need be, kill them. Now, When I say Christians, I mean those who proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and that hasn't changed then and hasn't changed now. So sometimes we can be where God wants us to be, but we're not who God wants us to be. But it's not the end of the road. Sometimes if we submit ourselves, if we submit a change, if we submit to the leading of God's spirit, if we submit to God speaking out to us as he did to Saul on the journey to Damascus, If we heed that and if we listen to that and if we change based on that, then we can change who we are and we can change the trajectory of our life. So Saul listened and the trajectory of his life changed. We also find that in Genesis in the chapter six, we see the story of Noah who was in that generation. However, In verse 8, it says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 9, it says, Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and he walked with God. It is possible to be where God wants you to be, and to be who he wants you to be. It is also possible to be where God wants you to be and to become who he wants you to be it's also possible to be where god wants you to be but not be who he wants you to be and it is sad it is sad if we remain that way but it is glorious and to the glory of god if we see ourselves and if we catch ourselves and if we change to be who he wants us to be give you another example, and these are more personal examples. Um, There was a time in my life I was in church. I attended church. I attended church all the time. I still attend church all the time. But there was a time in my life where I was in church, but I was not who God wanted me to be. I was attending church. I was where He wanted me to be. But I was not who He wanted me to be. I was physically in church, but I was not spiritually in church. I was in church. I was doing this and doing that. But when I left church, I was doing that and that and that and that. I was attending church on the one hand, but then at home I was lost. In the outside world, I was lost. I was part of the outside world as opposed to part of the body of Christ. I was physically in the body of Christ, but spiritually I was not, and he was not in me. I was lost in sin, you name it, be it sexual immorality, be it lost of the flesh, be it pride of life, be it lust of the eyes, you name it, I probably did it. Now. I was where God wanted me to be, but I was not who he wants me to be. Today, I'm where God wants me to be. I'm doing many of the things he wants me to do. And I'm closer and closer with every day that passes to being who he wants me to be. And a good way of knowing that I'm closer to being who he wants me to be is that I don't do any of those things. I don't watch any of those things. I don't practice any of those things. I don't satisfy any of those old desires. I find my satisfaction in Him, in seeking His face, in praising Him when I pray, in worshiping Him when I pray, in proclaiming Him as King, as the Lion of the tribe of Judah, as the Root of David, as my savior, as my redeemer, in praising him in that way, I'm being who he wants me to be, not that old person. Now I'm not here to declare my righteousness, only he can declare me righteous, but one thing I know is that I'm where God wants me to be, and I'm also not that old person. And in my estimation, that makes me who he wants me to be, not the old man. The new man not the old way but the new way another example is sometimes um we are in and, and this is a, I guess a career example we are working in a particular job three years ago and three years ago our christian walk with god was not right but then three years later we're still in that place and our christian walk with god is right So, what does that mean? It means sometimes we can be where God wants us to be. Our jobs, our workplaces, the place that God wants to use to bless us, to establish us, to help us to uh, make a name for ourselves, to help us to pay our bills, to help us to be successful, to help us to be indispensable, to help us be important in the earthly realm, in the earthly scheme of things, to help us to reach somebody perhaps. The place where he wants us to be we could have been there three years ago and we're probably still there now but then what changes is who we are from somebody who didn't love god to someone who loves god now to go into this just a little bit deeper um we're all on the earth there's no other place for a human being to be that's where god created us to be I mean the fact that we go to heaven i don't think that was the original plan in genesis the plan was that we would live as god lives forever and we would live forever and praise and worship and honor him and give glory to his name that was not a thing so the fact of it is our presence here on earth means we are where we're supposed to be at least on a macro level now you have the micro Well, does he want me to be in Dublin? Or does he want me to be in London? Or does he want me to be in New York? And that's something you have to discuss with God and get right. And that requires communication, hearing. But also, you can't hear effectively unless you understand the person you're hearing. There's no point hearing if you can't understand. It's pointless. So. We are all where God wants us to be, on a macro level. To get to where exactly God wants us to be on a micro level, it is important that we try and be who He wants us to be. It is change in us that allows us to perform what God wants us to do. So, for instance, with uh, Apostle Paul, It was only when he changed, when he accepted that he had done things wrong that he started to see more clearly the outline for his life. Okay, to put it a different way, as we are on earth, we are where we're supposed to be. But then there's a specific place on earth that we are supposed to be. And that place will only come clear when we get close to God becoming who he wants us to be sometimes a lot of us wonder what our purpose is like why am i here a good way to find out why you're here is to get close to god when you get close to god you start to understand him more it starts to create faith in him more and more so the more faith you have that means you spent a lot of time here That means you spent a lot of time understanding. The more you hear and the more you understand, the more faith you have. The more faith you have, the more close you are to him. The more close you are to him, the more you are who he wants you to be. Sometimes we're not sure what we're supposed to do with our lives. We're not sure the purpose of our lives. And I think purpose is twofold. It's where you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be. In Christianity... It's where God wants you to be and who he wants you to be. We're all on earth, that's where we're supposed to be. But to know where in particular on earth we're supposed to be, where he has made room for us, where we go and our gifts will make room for us, to know that we need to get close to him. We need to start being who he wants us to be. I hope this meets you well. It's been a pleasure sharing with you and doing the podcast and it's changed my life it's my act of obedience and I hope that you can find yours Um, and your act of obedience is not listening to the podcast, your act of obedience is doing what God tells you to do and I hope you find that, I hope you find where God wants you to be and I hope you become who God wants you to be take care. God bless you. Stay safe.